Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low, Hornung, dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10, here's Van Pelt. He's at the five, touchdown Colorado State. What's up, guys? Really, really excited about today's podcast. I was able to get Jim Benneman of CBS4, a local legend for sure. A really, really an honor to have him on. And it was just fun to kind of hear about his career, how he ended up at CSU, all of that fun stuff, what it was like to host the evening news for the entire country. So really, really cool of Jim to come on. Before we jump into that, Need to take a second to acknowledge our sponsors over at Bojo's Pizza. Bojo's is, of course, Colorado's true mountain pie. Right now, Bojo's is offering 30% off takeout when you ask for it. Just call them up. If you happen to do this, make sure that you tag them. Tag us with your delicious order on Twitter, on Instagram, all of that fun stuff. This is good at all six Colorado locations, so make sure we do what we can to support these businesses. I mean, Bojo's is as local as it gets. I've been going there my whole life. If you can't order takeout right now, they do deliver through DoorDash, which is super clutch because there's always specials on there. Um, You know, we just got to do what we can to support them. If you're gluten-free, if you need a cheeseless pizza, plant-based, all of that fun stuff, they have a tremendous salad bar. And again, 30% off takeout when you ask for it. Bojo's, Colorado's True Mountain Pie. What's been like the biggest adjustment for you as far as working in the office? I saw you post on Twitter that there was only like five people in the, in the entire newsroom. And and that's crazy to me to just even think of that. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, I will say that, uh, that, that our bosses uh, move very aggressively. Um, when it, uh, when it, it was, it was clear that we were going to be dealing with a, uh, a potentially catastrophic health issue. Um, most of the reporters and photographers uh, for the uh, for the day shift would all typically come into the station at about eight thirty or nine, get their marching orders, and then head out. And the uh, same thing with the evening crew would come in at about one thirty. We'd have an editorial meeting in person, and then they would go out and and pursue their stories. Now nobody comes into the station. Uh, let's see, our ten o'clock executive producer is working from home. Our uh, day side assignment manager has moved out of that, moving, uh, doing it from the house. And yeah, so, you know, the, the interesting thing is, is uh, as disruptive as it could have been, uh, I don't know, we've, like a lot of businesses, we, we got to figure it out in a hurry because uh, you had to. I mean, we've got newscasts to get out of the air every day. So it worked out pretty well. Um, but it's, yeah, it's weird, um, you know, because, uh, you know, you spend a lot of time around a, a major market newsroom, and it's just a beehive of uh, obviously activity, uh, but also some gallows humor, some bad jokes, some constant ribbing from your coworkers. <laughs> it, it's just kind of a fun environment. And uh, these days, uh, you know, we, we do our best, but it's just not the same. Definitely. It's so, I mean, it's it's pretty impressive to see how fast you guys were able to pivot because 
I mean, it's one thing for me because I can, with my little task cam setup, you know, I can record a podcast from from anywhere. But to broad to have you know so many different people that are a part of a a broadcast, you know, it's not just like one guy standing there with a the camera. <laughs> yeah, so it's been it's been great, but uh, yeah, um, you know, as we've uh, all the way from uh, you know the mothership back in New York, you know, right out of the gate, safety first, uh, and um, just do what you have to do. But we've been lucky. I mean, really, nobody at the station has come down with it. Uh, so, you know, that would have been uh, that, that, that would have been the trigger to, to basically shut down the newsroom. And so we're uh, we're lucky that everybody's been healthy. And, you know, even though, you know, we can say it's been been a hardship and tricky to have to do it the way we're doing, doing it. Actually, we're pretty lucky that we can still do it this way. It's uh, you know, it's working out very well. And, you know, if you watch the newscast, I don't think most viewers would would think that we've skipped a beat, hopefully. No, I think it, I think it's been really impressive. Um, but I definitely I got to ask you, what was it like to host? You know, the the national evening news, especially during these times. Like the news, I mean, it's so important. It's it's always important. But right now, you have so many people locked in and and you know wanting to know what's happening and to to get to do it for a, for a national audience. Was it kind of bittersweet, just given everything that's going on, or was it even more of an honor, just because it was so important? You know, it was uh, it was an honor, certainly. But, uh, you know, we're 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 all part of, uh, you know, the CBS brand. Our our station is owned by the network. Um, So it's basically they just uh, instead of, you know, calling uh, their employees in New York and saying, how's the show coming along? They just called their employees in Denver and said, how's the show coming along? So, uh, um, you know, we're all part of that that CBS brand and that CBS mothership. So. Uh, it was nerve wracking, I'll tell you, because, you know, we do so many newscasts here in Denver that, you know, it's it's kind of like a pitcher. If you go out and get, you know, knocked around every now and then it's kind of like, well, we'll get them the next time. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if you have a bad newscast, it's kind of like, you know, people who've watched me for a long time, you know, kind of, well, Benjamin had a rough night. Uh, but, you know, CBS doesn't want you to have a rough night. <laughs> you, you you better be on your A game. And uh so there was the pressure in that regard just on me, but um, it put a lot more uh, pressure and work on the plate of all the people at the station. I was surprised how much, uh, um, you know, we had to do to get get all the video needed into the station, uh, to cut stories, to cut teases, um, you know, the editing, the graphics. It was a lot of work for the team here at KCNC in Denver. I, I didn't think it would be that much. Uh, so. But the good news is now that we've done it, um, you know, we kind of have the blueprint so that as long as the crisis continues, you know, if CBS calls in another three weeks and says, hey, can you take another weekend off our, our hands? I think we'll, we'll be equipped to do it. And we'd be happy to do it. What as I've, I was looking at your little website page that they have on CBS4 and it has, you know, some, some information about, you know, some of your favorite stories and, and, one of the ones that it has listed was the veterans in World War II. That's not a little website page, Bill. That's a huge website. That's a page. huge. I, I didn't mean it in a in a not, condescending. Little about our website page, buddy. That's a good point. <laughs> CVS is it's the big time. It's the big leagues. 
where did uh where where did hosting you know the evening news how does that rank up with you know some of your other career accomplishments or or maybe am i overselling it a little bit uh you know maybe a little bit i you know i uh, came up you know through the reporting ranks like everybody else and uh you know i've done reporting from a couple of olympics uh from the uh from the dmz between the koreas argentina uh, you know and uh 40th anniversary of D-Day over in Normandy was emotional and, and really something. Wow. Uh, covered politics in Washington for three years. So the reporting, uh, the, the reporting gig when I was doing that was full-time was really rewarding. Um, and we had the Pope here in, in Denver. Uh, so, I, you know, I will say the, the, the one thing about anchoring the evening news, it's, uh, you know, you prep for the news, you're on for half an hour, you know, and then you go home. Some of those some of those reporting things were, were several days uh, up to almost a month long for the Olympics. So yeah, th- th- those were just kind of a different type of thing. Um, but looking back on it, I'm kind of reminding myself it's been a, it's been a fun ride. Definitely. Uh, what, what ultimately made you want to come back to Colorado or what made you want to come to Colorado in the first place? What, how'd you end up at CSU as a, you know, a guy from Illinois? Well, I grew up not far from uh, Northwestern University, which uh, obviously a world-class school with a great journalism department, journalism school, the Medill School. And, uh, you know, we had some great news anchors when I was growing up in Chicago, like legends back there, like Bill Curtis and Joel, Day- Joel Daly, Fahey Flynn, just a bunch of people. And I knew what I wanted to do. I uh, didn't have the grades, quite honestly, or the test scores to get into Northwestern, but I was serious about it. So I called over to their department and said, hey, I'm probably not going to be coming to NU, but this was back in 74 uh, when I started at CSU. I said, do you know of other schools in the country that are doing it right? Because a lot of them advertise great broadcast news departments. And they said, happy to help you out, Jim. Glad you're interested in this as a career. And they sent me a list of about 15 schools and CSU was done it. And so... uh, you know, it was just kind of like I, I sent for the brochure and, uh, you know, it's an even prettier place now because of the changes on campus. But so, yeah, that's all it that's all it took. I loaded my duffel bag into the back of a friend's Corvair and we drove out in 1974. Was that the first time you'd ever even been to Colorado or did you get to come check it out first? That's a great question, because, you know, you know, now so many kids, it's uh you know, especially the top flight students. Uh, well, I'm going to go look at six schools in mm-hmm. California and four back in Boston. And I had not seen, I had not been west of the Mississippi River until I came out to a CSU to uh, to load into Corbett Hall back in 74. So that was the first time I'd seen it. And of course, for a kid from Chicago, you know, once you, you start coming in on, we didn't even have I-76. I think we just came in on Highway 14. You know, and you start seeing the foothills, and to me, it looked like the Swiss Alps, of course. Never <laughs> seen anything like it. So it was, uh, it was fantastic, and and obviously CSU was a great experience. What are you know when you come back now? What are what are some of your favorite spots in Fort Collins? And does it? I mean, does it even feel like the same campus at this point? I mean, just the growth in the last five six years has been crazy. So. I can't even imagine since 78. It does not feel like the same campus at all. And that's a good thing. 
Uh, obviously, it's grown. Really, it's, it's just a world-class institution. You know, you look at some of the programs, the vet school, uh, and, and everything else. It's in uh, natural resources. So much money has been invested, and it was uh, it was needed. You know, you've you've, you've got to keep up, and if you want to keep attracting great students. You've got to have great facilities. So uh, it's a good thing it doesn't look like the school that that I was at. But it's exciting. I mean, obviously, love going to. Uh, you know, the, the, the new and improved student center is great. Uh, love coming up and going to Canvas for games and Moby. And my wife and I just love Old Town. You know, kicking around Old Town for a night is, uh, is just a blast. And uh, um, so it still, it still has kind of a small town feel, which is great. But it's really a lot of fun because, you know, the, uh, the downtown area is really hopping. Uh, Old Town is, it's, it's incredible. It's one of those where it's like you feel like you should get tired of it because I mean there's not that many things to do in Old Town but you just always enjoy it still yeah well Old Town and then it spills out some 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 you know some fun restaurants and uh you know sometimes uh you know we'll just go for a hike up in the foothills we also maybe for a football weekend want to bring up our bikes uh because I know some of the uh the additions to the bike trails around Fort Collins and then down into Loveland have been fantastic. We'd, we'd love to check that out. Quick break to acknowledge our sponsors over at Breckenridge Brewery. We got to do what we can to help the farmhouse keep kicking during these weird times. If you order your meal or beer from the farmhouse, use the code DNVR, save $5 off your meal. Nice. Got to love a little discount. Call 303-803-1380 from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. for a pickup order. They'll even bring it right to your car. You don't even have to get out of your car. Man, they are speaking my language now. If you can't hit up the farmhouse and you want to order some beer, use the Drizzly app for delivery. The 15-can sampler is your best bet for variety. Mix it up a little bit. You know, Get some Colorado Core, Hot Peak IPA, Vanilla Porter, uh, avalanche ale, just so many Breckenridge classics. I'm one of those guys where when I get beer, I, I prefer to do the samples. I love whenever you have the option to like build your own six pack. So the 15 can sampler, definitely perfect. You are, uh, you're obviously a big sports fan and, and you're very active on Twitter. That's, that's kind of, not uncommon, but you don't see it as frequently, especially with some of the more uh, traditional broadcast journalists or just more experienced journalists. Has that been something that's ever gotten you in trouble or do you, do people criticize you for it? Personally, I love it. I mean, I'm on Twitter all the time, you see. So like, I'm all about it, but. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, the, obviously there, there's a line that you can't uh, uh, just uh, push relentlessly, but uh, you know, we've got, I've got great bosses. And I think that, uh, you know, in this day and age, obviously social media is important. Initially they, you know, they, and, and they still do really push Facebook, but I don't know, but for whatever reason for me, I just never really turned into a Facebook guy. Um, I just think Twitter's more immediate. Uh, I think it's edgier. Um, I just think it's more fun. And, you know, they've, they've given me uh, a lot of leeway. I think that the bosses are kind of like, well, Clearly, Jim, you know, really likes this platform. It's a great way to engage with people about 
uh, a lot of things other than the daily daily news. And so I think they like that I'm out there. And uh, if if <laughs> there maybe have been a couple of incidents where they said, uh, you know, Jim, you 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 maybe should have uh, rethought that one. But <laughs> for the most part, they're very supportive. That's the game. Everybody's going to have a couple of tweets or responses that they're like, eh, probably should have watched that one back. Exactly. Exactly. As uh, social media is obviously one of the, the things that's evolved a lot over the last decade. But, you know, one of the things that I really like about CBS4, particularly the sports department, is what they let Ryan Green do on the video side and, and really get creative. I'm curious... Yeah. Do you see the industry trending more in that direction as we, you know, go forward? Or do you think, you know, TV has kind of figured out like what their niche is and, and how it works? Uh, you know, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think that, uh, you know, when you get a wildly creative guy like Ryan, who's another proud Ram, and he does some great stuff. And he and Romy Bean have turned into a great team with some of their you know, their game day things and stuff like that. So it is very creative. Um, still at the end of the day, you've got to deliver the sports news. And I, I think that that's, uh, um, you know, that that's, that's probably a good side dish to the entree of, of what we have to do, especially when all the teams are playing. I mean, you know, you look at it, uh, were it not for the uh, COVID-19 crisis, you know, NBA, and NHL playoffs, and we've got two great teams here in Denver. The Rockies would be a couple of weeks into their season. And so I think a lot of it's going to be nuts and bolts. But one one nice thing is that there are so many people on social media. You know that if Ryan or Ryan and Romy team up to do something really fun and really creative, it's not going to show up on CBS4, but it is going to show up on platforms that a lot of people see it. And I think that does help reinforce the fact that even though, you know, it's kind of a traditional sports cast at five, six, and 10, um, there's another place you can go with the CBS sports team if you want to see something that's a little bit more, you know, off the wall or whatever. So I think it's a nice compliment to, to our bread and butter. And I think it's just a, a good way to kind of, you know, bring somebody in that maybe doesn't necessarily you know, watch a ton of news. I grew up always watching the news. So for me, like it, you don't have to do anything out of the box. I'm going to watch it regardless. And there are a lot of people that are that way too. But I also know that there are a lot of people, you know, younger than 30 that they're not watching cable period, let alone the news. So absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that's very true for a lot of people. Um, you know, their, their, their only attachment to CBS four sports might be what Ryan's doing. So, uh, all the more important for it for him uh, to keep it up and and uh, whoops and do it on a regular basis. What's your what's I got to ask you? You know, before we wrap it up here, what's your all time CSU sports memory? And I know that's a hard question because you've been a CSU fan for a long time. Oh man, I'll tell you, like when uh, just like when Tiny Grant and some of those you know, basketball games when the, uh, we blew the roof off Moby were, uh, were remarkable. Um, I would probably say it might've been my sophomore year. It was when I, when I was up at CSU and, uh, it just, uh, reminds me why it's such a bitter pill every fall when we seem to lose to Wyoming. <laughs> uh, 
hopefully that's going to change with uh, with Coach Steve, and I think it will. Uh, but when the uh, you know the, the 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 Wyoming players took the field by running down from the uh, concourse at uh, at Hughes Stadium through the CSU section, there was the the brawl to start the game on the field. That was just uh, that was pretty crazy. Uh, so uh, so that's certainly memorable. And you've got to remember when I was a kid growing up in Chicago and you'd see a Big Ten football game, is oh, the final from Iowa City, Hawkeyes nine, Badgers seven. <laughs> I mean, it was like that every Saturday. So to come out and, uh, and, and be a fan of whack football, I mean, even when we lost, uh, be like BYU 47, CSU 39, footballs were flying everywhere. And it was just, uh, you know, those games back in the day at, uh, at, at Hughes Stadium were really exciting. We had a lot of exciting players. And so that's probably what I remember most. You know, I just, I miss the atmosphere of Hughes. And I know Canvas had it a little bit in 2017. Like that Oregon State game was rocking. Nevada was a pretty good crowd that year. Uh, Boise State was too, obviously. But then just how the game ended up going. That was brutal. Yeah. Not only- not only brutal, but it was brutal at 1 a.m. Classic. Well, that's the classic CSU thing now is not only are you going to break their hearts, but you're going to do it at 1 in the morning because kickoffs at 8.30. <laughs> yeah, I was down, you know, and it was one of those games where so many fans had left that it was just kind of, you can go wherever you want and watch the game. So me and some buddies, we were like fifth row standing up. And uh, yeah, that was, that, that, that was terrible. And uh you know, I remember the game when uh, a couple of years ago when, you know, Air Force uh, rushed for probably, you know, uh, two zip codes. <laughs> like like we'd never seen the option before. And now let's face it, it's been frustrating. And, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, to, to have that once in a, a generation chance to, to really boost the program with the new stadium, obviously that fizzled out. But thankfully... We're on to a new era, and let's let's hope we can get it started this fall, uh, God willing, with this this virus. Exactly. At this point, I'm just you know I'm I'm trying to stay positive, hold on hope. I'm trying to be realistic about the situation too, uh, yeah. but I just I don't really see the point of like dwelling for the next five months and just being like it's not going to happen because I just I don't know. I don't. I really don't. Nobody knows. If, you know the uh, the best infectious disease experts. It's CSU don't even know where we're going to be, uh, you know, really two weeks from now, much less uh, five months from now. So, yeah, let's hold out hope that, uh, you know, a breakthrough treatment or the vaccine uh, comes rolling through. I know we've got the world's best minds are working on it, including folks up at CSU. And uh, it's something we can all pray for. Definitely. And it's, you know, kind of kind of another example of what makes CSU so great and like what, why you should still have pride. Uh, I was, you know, talking yesterday with, with an alum and he was talking about how frustrating it is when you have CU fans that can constantly throw the rivalry in your face. And it's like, yeah, but if that's, if that's the only reason that you're holding on to CSU pride, like it's going to be rough. (laughs) You know, I can handle the buff fans. Obviously they've gotten uh, deservedly cocky. I mean, but the flip side is it's you are comparing apples to oranges. Oh, uh, totally. On the football side, uh, you know, a, a Mountain West school uh, to a Pac-12 school, they're, they're going to have uh, 
entree to, to you know, to some athletes that we're just not going to, to get a crack at. So, um, but it's, it's Wyoming that drives me up a freaking wall. I mean, uh, nothing against our friends to the north, but that, that yeah, we, we, we got to get that figured out. You know, it seems like Adazio is really focused on that one because I've only interviewed him a total of like six or seven times. And I think he's referenced physicality and the team up north um, in every single one of them. So it, it's clearly like it's, it's going to be a point of emphasis for him. Well, I think so. And I think that, uh, and I think that, you know, this is where uh, Bobo fell short. There's, you know, I love our kids are great kids. They get it done in class involved in the community, but, you know, on, on those tight games, like the Boise state game, we talked about, there's just gotta be a mental toughness and uh, coaches that, that can keep it together down the stretch. And I think that's probably what Steve's talking about is that you talk about an arch rival game, you know, when you come out and lay an egg and it looks like for the first quarter, you're not interested. I mean, that, that's a, that's a blazing red flag that, that something's wrong. So I think he's very smart to to just focus on unless you're mentally tough, you got no shot. So we're going to take care of that part first. And then if we, uh, you know, then we'll worry about the playbook and things like that. Well, and on top of that, like, you know, it's, it was great to have all the flashiness and it's fun to boast about wide receiver. You it's fun to see all of the guys at the next level, but like at the end of the day, if you really want to generate fandom and interest and, and get CSU back to where it was, like even in the late 90s, early 2000s under Sonny, you, you got to win the important games. You got to beat Wyoming every now and then. You got to beat CU right. every now and then. You can't just keep laying an egg and losing every bowl game, every big game. Yeah, yeah. You know, thinking back to the Idaho bowl game. And no, it's been... It's been rough if, you know, if you, if you go 500 against the Zoomies and the Cowboys maybe, but obviously we all know what the, the record was against the top three rivals, and that's, uh, that's a non-starter. You can't have that. Well, listen, Jim, it, it was really an honor to have you on. Thank you so much for, you know, taking this time. I know you're a busy guy. You got to keep the public informed. So I appreciate you taking some time to, to come chat with me. Justin, it was a treat. And uh, hey, let's do it again. Uh, God willing, if we get a football season, would love to chat to you about that or any time of the year to, to talk all things CSU and specifically CSU sports. Definitely. I'll definitely get you on again and hopefully under you know a little bit more normal circumstances. Okay. See you, Justin. Have a great day. You too, man. Take care. Alrighty, big, big thanks to Jim Veneman for coming on the podcast today. Definitely going to have to get him back on in the future. It's just kind of surreal for me when I get to talk to some of these people that, you know, I, I grew up watching that were influences of mine, people that, you know, made me want to pursue this industry in the first place. So really, really cool of him. I, I just appreciate it, man. It was, it's always kind of surreal talking to some of your idols. So Big thanks to JB. Uh, before we go, I need to remind everyone that our partners Manscaped are offering an awesome deal right now. You can get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping. All you have to do is use the code DNVR20. This is so clutch. I highly, highly recommend the Lawnmower 3.0. This thing is so, so clutch. It's just nothing but smooth sailing. No cuts, no nicks. 
you know, gentlemen, I can't, I don't know if this is something that y'all normally talk about, but there is nothing more terrifying than trying to use a beard trimmer down on your Johnson. It's just every little movement. You, you got to hope that you get it precise or you're going to cut something. The lawnmower 3.0 takes all the fear out of this. It's just so convenient, so smooth. Stay fresh. You know, we're, we're in quarantine, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try and look your best and, you know, in all the places. All right, y'all. We will be back with more content throughout the week. Really excited about a couple of the features that I'm working on. If you didn't check out my piece on Daily Adam Thistlewood, make sure you go check that one out. It was a lot of fun to talk with Nicholas Toffelmeyer, uh, the man behind the curtains on that account. And yeah, just trying to keep talking as much sports as we possibly can, trying to stay connected, trying to keep building up this community. Make sure that you take part in DNVR watches. This weekend, we're watching the 2002 Rocky Mountain Showdown, Bradley Van Pelt, Head Spike. It's going to be epic, like I talked about with Eric yesterday. Uh, we're all going to drink. We're going to tailgate. It's it's going to be awesome. I want you guys to send me pictures wearing your best CSU gear, wearing your DNVR Rams t-shirt, all that fun stuff. But, you know, let's, let's just have a, a little stroll down memory lane with a little blast from the past. It's going to be awesome. Really looking forward to it. Peace. Khakis wearing graphic tees, feeling way too trendy. Raps that kill. Oh, I'm deadly. Primed and ready like machetes at a deli in New Delhi. Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli. Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. The water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys. Like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly like non